Good morning, everybody. It is Saturday. Um, getting to be close to the end of the month. Got one more day. Tomorrow's Sunday. Yay! Churches are starting to open. I know there's a church here in my hometown, uh, very close to me. They're actually opening today, having service today and doing service on Sunday. Um, the church I'm a member of, we're opening on the 14th. So it's very exciting. Things are slowly starting to open up. In the midst of all this turmoil and chaos, love is still flowing. Love is still vibrant. God is just very present in things. When you look for him in them, he is there. And I'm really grateful to be part of such a a loving community we've just really taken a step back and allowed things allowed god to take the wheel of whatever this is and lead us through it it's been a very 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 beautiful thing and i do want to start out with prayer for all of those directly involved with this anguish and this pain and this suffering um and not to forget that there are families of all the people involved that are just suffering and that suffering is getting lost in the midst of all this hate and anger that's just consuming people and it's just I hope that we can come together with some peace and put more love out there to to you know bring people together and hopefully put an end to this chaos um and God bless everybody who has been the light through this whole suffering. Because, I mean, there's been a lot of people out there that are continuing the hate and anger. But we really do need to be supporting these communities in a positive direction. And not continuing by sharing and feeding in but really just like god needs to be the focus where is god in this reminding people a lot of people who get angry where is god in this is god in this is god the focus and that's what we need to show people by example i know in any conversation i've had with anybody that is the focus what would jesus do is god in this is god leading you um that being said, I want to get into today's daily bread, and it's called Do Whatever. The, uh, the verse of the day, I can never say this book, and I just heard the pronunciation of it, Ecclesiastes. I know I'm saying it wrong, so I do apologize. I am working on my vocabulary of this book. Chapter 2, verse 25, for without him, who can eat or find enjoyment. And I want you to remember that verse because it's so very true. We are completely unsatisfied until we fully surrender to God. You, nothing you eat is ever enough. Nothing you buy is ever enough. If you ever start watching yourself at the store, at a restaurant or any of that, it's just endless consumption because we are endlessly searching, trying to fulfill that void. And without God, that is going to continue to be endless. In recent film, a self-proclaimed genius rants to the camera about the wor world's horror, corruption, ignorance, and poverty, declaring life to be godless and absurd. 
While such thinking isn't unusual in many modern film scripts, what's interesting is where it leads. In the end, the lead character turns to the audience and implores us to do whatever it takes to find a little happiness. For him, this includes leaving traditional morality behind. But will do whatever work? Facing his own despair and life's horrors in the Old Testament, The writer of Ecclesiastes gives it a try long ago, searching for happiness happiness through pleasure. Grand work projects riches, philosophical inquiry, and his assessment. Ah, I obviously cannot have my English etiquette going today. All of this meaningless and chasing after the wind. None of these things is immune to death, disaster, and injustice. Only one thing brings the this writer back from despair. Despite life's trials, we can find fulfillment when God is part of our living and working. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? Life will at times feel meaningless, but remember your creator. Don't exhaust yourself trying to figure life out, but fear God and keep his commandments. Without God as our center, life's pleasures and sorrows leads only to disillusionment. How much do you seek happiness through things that won't last? Since this writer didn't know the hope of the resurrection, how would you consider his search in light of Romans chapter 8 verse 11, also verses 18 through 25? And we will read those. God, today I place you anew at the center of my living, working joys and disappointments. For without you, nothing will satisfy or make sense. Amen. And this is absolutely just so true. There was a point in my life where I knew I wasn't happy and I hadn't been happy. I sat there looking at my life going, there is more to life than this. There is more to life than this feeling. I am missing something. I can't live like this is not it. And so I began searching and I didn't realize I was searching for God. I just knew I was searching for something that will fulfill me deeper than what I had already tried in life because I had had everything. At that time, looking back on my life, I had had a nice house. I had had the car. I had had the dog, the kids. The, I, had a, I had a great life. I could have, I had everything I could want. And there was still something missing in me. And in that, I went through the struggle of alcohol addiction and I seemingly destroyed all of that part of my life through my addiction. And the aftermath of it, I sat there going, there had to be more to life than this because I was unhappy. I was so unhappy. I mean, so unhappy I was turning to a bottle to become somebody to be able to live in the world. And so it was that moment I started searching. And many of us, because I was so blind by things during that time, I thought because I was having vacations, because I had a motorcycle, because I had a SUV, all these things I kept getting, I'd buy nice clothes. Like if I wanted something, I would get it. I would eat whatever I wanted. I was just consuming, consuming so much in me that it was just, unreal and it was still unsatisfying at the time 
it felt satisfying because I was continually feeding that consuming. My mind um, was being rewarded with things continually. And when I had none of it, I realized that none of that truly was everlasting satisfying. And there was things in life that I had watched that made me go, I want that. And so when we talk about, we're going to read Romans. Now they want to know, how much do you seek happiness through things that won't last? I used to seek it all the time. I was a self-serving, selfish person. I can admit this. I used to allow Satan to reside in me. And I used to stuff all that down with food, with clothes, with makeup, with trying to be the best at my job. I was a very selfish person. I was very entitled. I didn't think about other people because in my mind, I thought my life, the point in living for me was I'm living to make me happy. And I, that's why I'm here. So what's wrong with that? I didn't think there was anything wrong with trying to make myself happy. But in that making myself happy, I forgot about the rest of the world. I forgot about how it was affecting other people so much that at one point I was like, I want to drink again. You know what? I'm bored. I want to go to the bar. I want to go sing karaoke. I want to have fun and maybe have some life. I want to feel alive. And I didn't think about the consequences of my prior addiction to this alcohol. I didn't think about, you know, if the addiction caught up again, you know, how it would affect my family. I didn't think about anybody else but making myself happy. And that's what makes that kind of life selfish. So, uh, since the writer of this book, Ecclesiastes, didn't know the hopes of the resurrection... How would you consider his search in light of Romans 11, uh, chapter 8, verse 11? And in chapter 8, verse 11, it says, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So if he was in search, it's because, and without God, you are nothing. You have to take God to feed that part of you, that Holy Spirit in you. Okay. So we all have the ability to feed the Holy Spirit, just as this man, as this book said, but unless you allow God to feed that Holy Spirit, you're trying to feed it with man-made things. um, Like let's take for instant nowadays. We all want to eat fast food. We all want to go out. We want to um, entertain ourselves with these man-made entertainments uh, and not just enjoy nature at itself. We enjoy the things that man has made instead of the things God has made. So we're not feeding, allowing God to feed the Holy Spirit in us. So when you go to McDonald's and you're eating the McDonald's cheeseburger, Um, you're feeding yourself. That McDonald's cheeseburger was made by a man. In fact, it's filled with toxins that are bad for you. 
Uh, I've actually read the ingredients to how they make even the bun. It's toxic for our bodies. It kills us slowly. We're digesting something that kills us. That's not God God uh, ordained. That's not made by God. So when we go against God by intaking things that aren't created by him, we're feeding the selfish part. We're feeding the Satan part. We're feeding the enemy. We're not feeding God. And that's why it says without him, who can, who can eat or find enjoyment? Now I'm going to take my personal experience and when it comes to food and food is such a big one because I've, I've went a long way from where I used to be in food. I used to eat whatever I wanted. I used to eat fast food all the time. Now it absolutely has to be natural. Like everything I buy is natural. I don't buy anything processed. Um, very rarely will I use something that I don't know where it came from. It can't be, you know, this granulated sugar. It can't have all those preservatives. I make things from fresh and it has taken a long time to get to this point. And when, now that I do, I eat less and I'm more satisfied. Like I'm more satisfied having the stir fry veggies cooked in coconut oil with no salt and no pepper. That's what I did for dinner last night. I had, it was pineapple and bell peppers and zucchini and, and red onion and a, a cilantro lime chicken diced in there. And I stir fried it without any seasoning. And it was the most delicious thing I ever ate. Why? Because God brought those things into my life and showed me how natural they were. This is what I created for you. Now I'm gonna share with you why this is so important for us to realize that we are consuming man-made things that is not made for our bodies and it's bad for us. It's bad for our spirit. It's bad for our direction in God and it's just bad for our bodies in general because when God created us now in Genesis chapter one, verse 29, and God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you, it shall be for food. God declared right there. I have placed everything you need to sustain you on this earth and it will be delicious. And now like fruit and veggies, I absolutely love it. I just, I crave it. It's so natural for my body. I can't imagine going to a fast food joint and actually eating like something fast food. I would probably die. That's, that's how conditioned I am at removing toxins from my body. Now, after the fall of Adam and Eve, eating the forbidden fruit, the one thing they weren't supposed to eat, right? After the fall and he was cursing them. Now I'm gonna read a couple of curses cause this is like, when you go to God, there's things you gotta realize that you gotta let go, like letting go of self. And some of it is these earthly things such as food, makeup, you know, all these, all these things that make us look better and feel better. You gotta let those go because these are the curses we have to repent and overcome to God. Okay. Um, when he is cursing the woman in Genesis chapter three, verse 16, he goes, uh, 
To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. This is so huge. When I came to this looking over, do whatever it takes. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen of the world. So many of us are trying to find our value in another person, particularly women. We want to find our value in a man. We're so stuck in saying, look at me, how good I treat you. Value me. We want the man to validate us as being a great person. So we do all these things and we, we change who we are. I've done this. I changed who I was. I did all these things. I went above and beyond and I was still left empty because there was enough, there was nothing there on the other side. You know, uh, I wasn't finding my value in a man. And that was the curse right there. I would desire to find myself in my husband and he would rule over me. And so many of us um, are submissive to abusive relationships, to toxic relationships, to unhealthy relationships, because that's something we need to overcome from the curse that's been placed on us since the fall of Adam and Eve. Can you overcome it? Absolutely. You know how you overcome it? You remove yourself. I've had to remove myself from everything and I had to give God my all. And in that, I removed that desire to need to be validated by a man or to need his approval or to have to do things for him to feel valued. I have found my value in God and now that, that karma, that weakness I had, that destructive behavior I had is no more. It's not something I will have to worry about in my future, nor will my daughter have to worry about it. I have finally in my family done what it took. I did whatever it took to end this curse that came from the choice of the very first man and woman on earth. And, you know, he goes on to curse the man. You're going to work the ground. You're going to eat from the dirt. It's not going to, you know, you're just going to eat and you're going to sweat. And it's going to be, life is going to be, you're just going to work for nothing. There's going to be no focus because you lost focus of me. So when God is no longer the focus and your focus is that, it's empty. It's endless. I've worked jobs where it was empty and I quit. They were just so empty. And now after all of this, I was working at a housekeeper and I never have been so fulfilled in my life because God was guiding me every day in my job. So when you're talking doing whatever it takes to allow the Holy Spirit to reside in you. And I know the beginning was kind of long and I kind of was drawn out with it. This is a, it, it is a deep there's a lot of content that comes with this subject, doing whatever it takes. When you talk about doing whatever it takes, whatever it takes means letting your old life go, which means giving up those man-made desires, those flesh desires. It means going, I'm not gonna go out and eat out at a restaurant. I'm not gonna support a business 
that goes against, you know, God. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to chase after men's approval. I'm not even going to, and when I speak on that, I'm not even going to even flirt with the idea of opening up a conversation to receive validation from a person because that is unfair to sit there and use another person and manipulate them to receive attention. You start thinking in the depths of what you truly have to let go in the mental and the behavior. There's a lot when it comes to being whole for the Holy Spirit to flow through you. It comes to the to the way you dress, the way I dressed, the makeup I wore, um, just the way I speak to people. So doing whatever it takes. Doing whatever it takes means fully trusting God and you have to like follow him. It means letting go of some of those things. I think one of the hardest things I had to let go is chocolate. I Chocolate is processed and a lot of the stuff in it is processed. I had to let it go. It was so hard. It was so hard. But now I know how to make homemade chocolate in the healthy way with good um, ingredients that are all natural. So this is a really, really huge, huge thing to think of. Doing whatever it takes to find that fulfillment means you have to let those human flesh desires go. You have to let go of what the world says will make you happy and you have to really trust God and move forward in what he might have for you, which is greater. I am testimony to what God has is greater than what man could have ever done for me. Um, I just have so much fulfillment in my life and I have absolutely like nothing grand in my life. I don't even own a car, but what I have is on the inside because I focused on the inner part of me to do whatever it took to get that close to God. So I'm going to leave it at that. And I, I hope this got you guys thinking whether it all made sense or not. I hope that some bits and pieces of this really inspired you to think about the things in your life that do go against God. You think, well, there's nothing wrong with eating McDonald's. There's nothing wrong with going out. But if you're intentionally in taking something that goes against the grain of our creation, it goes against God, God did not create toxins that we put in these foods. When you think about how the McDonald's hamburger is made and you actually look at the ingredients, they put toxins in there. Why? Because they can and we keep eating it and they can make more and more and more. They're satisfying the consumer need for a product. We desire the product. They're just going to keep making it. And what they're making it with it kills our bodies, just like alcohol does. Drinking alcohol was sinful against God. Like I was ruining my body, the very body that God gifted me with. I was destroying it. That's sinful. That's going against God. So I hope that inspires you. And I pray for everybody who is feeling, 
you know, upset at all these tragedies going on and all these communities that are in, in anguish, that let's let's rise up in peace and love and be the light. Be the light. Like this is this could be such a great time for our world to just finally take a moment to breathe. This coronavirus was a great time for us just to just to relax and decompress from the craziness that we've created in this world with electronics and just consuming with so much unnecessary consumption. It's been such a great time for me to really just unplug from my old ways and just really move into who I really was created to be. God bless you guys and have a great day.